Okay, well, you know what? If you want to do bingo, no, I'm not going to let you because you don't like no. it. Um, <laughs> this no, is my thing. No, just check a bunch of boxes. I my thing. <laughs> Hi, I'm Paul. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Abby, and welcome to Three to Beam Up. Today, we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 9, Dagger of the Mind. So I know we talk about this a lot here, people, but this is one of those episodes that I both love and think is terrible. That is all. Huh. <laughs> is I It's not that much McCoy in this one, is there? No, there's not a lot of McCoy, which is maybe why Chelsea thinks it is maybe kind of terrible. <laughs> there's some McCoy. There's a lot of McCoy hunches in this episode. I Boy, do I only like have that. two notes. I do have only two notes about McCoy. And one of them I remember, which um, uh, one is, you know, why does McCoy never just have a patient on an IV instead of just <laughs> stabbing them over and over? Well, um, right? That's maybe, a very valid So question. I've never seen an IV in any Star Trek. I don't think they have IVs in the future. Yeah, the, the reason they have them is that so that you don't have to just keep jabbing patients all the time. With, with Maybe hypos aren't so bad. Maybe hypos don't that. hurt as much as shots. Yeah, because they only seem to hurt it's, in um, the alternate original series. Uh, but it's also the case that right, it's not just a pain issue. It's that uh, with an IV, you're able to deliver things directly to the bloodstream instead of like trying to find um, veins or mm-hmm. all sorts Maybe of stuff like that. Maybe it like so. like has like a little sensor that like just attaches it to a vein. <laughs> well, they always stab him in the neck too. So, yeah, there's lots of. And that's problematic for for lots of for lots of reasons. Um, it's a small point because again, it is all of Trek that they just sort of let that go. But um, well, in some of Trek, of they my... have like the the kind of cocoon kind of situation. Oh, sure. Like so, there's that I yeah, guess yeah. in which kind track? of the same. In a lot of Trek, like I know it's in in Next Gen. A lot of TNG, I think it's yeah. in. Uh, I think there's a little bit in Voyager. Um, yeah, but. Um, the other note I have about McCoy um, maybe goes to the other thing you just said about him, but I can't remember what it was. Um, and it was, did, did McCoy just pass an insight, insight check? Um, <laughs> yes. He is apparently is psychic. Much, yeah, because the whole time he's just like, you know what? This doesn't check out. This doesn't feel yeah. right to me. I, there was he had several lines that are just like, I don't, this it doesn't ring true, Jim. It doesn't ring yeah. true. And I'm like, so that's it was very your... much. It was very much like a DM off screen is like, okay, you think that something's wrong? Roll a, give me a D twenty, yeah. and then it just rolls a nat twenty on a insight yeah. check. And, and like, you're like, hmm. well, I guess, I guess yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah but you know suspicious. what? I totally get it because I feel like that all the time. And when I feel like that about a person or a place or a situation, I do the same thing. And it's roll a D twenty, and then no, tell the but like, to a DM. like I just don't shut up about it. Like, I'm just like, no, like, I don't want to be near this person or I don't want to be in this situation or I don't want to go like that direction or be in this place. And then, like, I get out of that situation or place or get away from that person. That's happened to me many times over my life. And I'm sure, like, there's actual scientific things to, like, back that up. Like, there's, like, things about that that, like, I just can't identify. 
No, it, I, um, I'm, I'm fine prejudice. with intuition as a, a thing that, you know, things cannot yeah, yeah. feel right. And that, I get that. However, this is a professional situation yeah. <laughs> where Bones is just kind of like, it doesn't feel right. So be careful down there, Jim. <laughs> it's... Yeah. <laughs> Again, I think he I think, well, <laughs> yeah, but I think it was based on the guy. Like, it doesn't feel right because of that, like, crazy patient he got. Sure. And, and I mean, I think that's fair. And again, McCoy's in this episode for like less time than we've talked about him now. So, it's so yeah, okay. Down. I have so many questions. Um, All right. Can we start at the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. No, All I right. just wanted to clear McCoy off the docket because I figured that was a thing you'd like. <laughs> no, I, I mean, of course I love McCoy. He's my favorite. So again, I love these mundane openings where like, it's just like the operator who like can't remember that like the force field was in place at the penal colony. And then he has to like re-familiarize himself with the manual on the penal colony procedures. Did anyone else really, really like that? I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was an okay open. Yeah, it was like, oh, I messed up in front of my boss, and now I have to go read some stuff. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> it was so cute. I loved it. Okay. Also, then Crazy Guy comes out of the box. Well, okay, let's toss out first. They set up a box, and it's like, this is this top is, secret classified. Oh, yes. like, nobody should look in it. Yes. It's like, maybe toss, a, maybe toss a lock on it. No, here's <laughs> like, my question. They're like, here's some top secret documentation. I'm like... How much documentation are they sending? I know. The box is big enough to easily hold a full-grown man. Which Plus, apparently, all the files. Because, like, no one noticed that the files were, like, lying on the ground or something. Yeah, we're talking, like, 20, 30, like, tens of thousands of pieces of paper. Right. Which, why would they have Um, documents on paper anyway? It could have just been on a tablet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like stone tablets? Just no. 15 stone no, tablets? No, like one of their little <laughs> tablets. Why weren't they just transporting like data, inf- data yeah, from data. the planet? Why were they transporting a physical we, object? We know the, why. So it, because it's, know because why. it's the 1960s <laughs> and so plot device. I also have feelings that, okay, so this is a penal colony, which sure, fine, whatever. But I feel like calling it the tantalus colony is just cruel it's a yeah i was wondering name. if it was gonna be i wondered if it was gonna be a tantalus metaphor it's only a weak tantalus it's a metaphor. very weak tantalus metaphor but it was just i was like that's just cruel that's not nice yeah, at but all like, to me well who like d- d- did the naming are they idiots <laughs> like, well okay let's let's toss out there why does the federation have penal colonies because well right? apparently so i i thought about this because apparently, and they state this in the episode, they've only like made like these sort of rehabilitation places in the last twenty years. So, yeah, but, well, there's a difference between a penal colony and a rehabilitation place. Well, I think there's actually um, not now, but they used to be like real penal colonies, and now they're essentially rehabilitation places because of this guy's research, which is what they state. But until like just a couple decades ago, that really wasn't the case. Well, so, I mean, that, that makes it even worse it is does. to say that, like, t- two decades ago, they were several hundred years behind the 1960s um, <laughs> to say, oh, they're now just oh, now only a little behind the 1960s um, to have this mentality of, like, penal colony. It, it's a very, very troubling episode from that standpoint. Oh, I mean, it's a very uh, troubling episode from a lot of standpoints. <laughs> well, the, the main one, right, the, the core, the heart of it is this tricky premise that, like, anyone who commits a crime has mental problems and or anyone who has mental problems is a criminal is the is the deep-seated premise of this episode and that's um well that's hugely problematic i mean are you saying that's the most disturbing part of the episode i, I think it's a very non-federation-y sort of ideal um it, yeah and i'm not sure i have a 
<laughs> worst point about this episode, other uh, than act, acting and stuff like that. Well, and 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 I mean physiology. Well, because my other like really bad point about this episode would have been like the like rapey and consent sort of uh, scenes that are like super super disturbing. I find like those sure. torture scenes in this episode to be like among the worst that we've watched like so far. Sure. Nonetheless, I still really like this episode for a lot of reasons. Well, I, I guess I'm I'm saying more of a it's a truck problem like. When this guy is off the rails, but it's like, well, this is one guy doing crazy stuff. Um, but for this colony to exist, even even ostensibly the way the Federation thinks it exists, right. is very non-Federation-y. Yeah, I, well, um, no, I, well, I don't know about that because I think the Federation thinks it's just like a place for people to, I don't know, rest and recover. I'm not sure. But that is that is a that is a 19th century early 19th century idea. That's true. Um, the asylums and I know, whatnot. but like then how do how do they address it? In like is there a different way in other Star Treks, for example? Well, the idea would be that like this place should be in a city, right? This should not be this should not be Yeah, on it a, shouldn't a, be on a a far off planet. <laughs> that's the yeah, ex- did, exactly. what I'm asking. That's not the no 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 no. Yes, I understand what you're saying and I'm not disagreeing with you. What I'm asking is is this addressed in other series? The, um they don't talk about either well Well, because so about... like in what is it? Voyager, Tom mm-hmm. comes from a penal colony oh, in Australia. And there's also the um, well. This is touched on really, really well in Voyager. Um, I'm going to forget his name, the murderer um, in Voyager. Um, boy, boy, we're going to get into a Voyager offshoot here. Uh, neither of you are remembering this. I am um, not currently. In Voyager, there is a crew a crew member that murders someone, and then it's like, oh, cool. Well, um, we could try oh. you, but. Yeah, I like, remember. We're on this ship together for like the next seventy years, maybe, um, and like we can't put together a, a Federation court because we're it. Yeah, I think um, they and just the leave the person. Of, like, and it's like, well, do we just keep you in the brig for like seventy years? And it's some very good uh, questions about um, criminality and, and reform and those ideas. Yeah, that's right. I forgot um, about I think they essentially they just like lose their privileges. Well, and he's a very, uh, if I remember it right, he's quite unrepentant yeah um, and it might be was it one of the mckee i think it was i think it I think was that's, I, that's what i'm remembering that it didn't might have been they eventually get off the ship yeah uh, something happens to him later in this series i forget what um because i think that ended very, up solving the problem well he's a very complex character it's a well-written character yeah. in that series but again very very different from this yes but i think that's the only other thing that jumps to mind about these sorts of things. Well, no, I mean, because Tom, the main, like, one of the main characters in that series, Tom Paris, comes from a penal oh, yeah, colony. Yeah. And he would, like, they show him in jail. And, That's right. And but it's an it... isolated colony. Yeah. It's on Earth, but it's still an isolated colony. So I think Maybe this is, like, it's... a Star Trek thing. Maybe because um, transportation is so much easier in the future, they have just, like, instead of having jails, you know, close places well, i guess i don't know it, it also so the other problem and, and what's kind of nested in the problem I, as i laid out is they, they do not make it clear whether or not this is a prison right or this is a um a mental health hospital essentially um or both it kind of right? feels that, like both yeah the, the, i agree the things that the episode is more about is more on the like mental health side um in which case then that's very troubling to just have 
it's on a random planet somewhere. Right, right. Um, at least if it's a, like if it's the Voyager, Tom Paris sort of stuff, um, or the McKee, right? The McKee um, in in DS Nine and Voyager are terrorists yeah. um, from a certain point of view. Um, like then it's a little different. It's a little cleaner in those cases. Well, yeah. we do know that the Tantalus colony does still exist in the DS9 world because there's a reference to it in a DS9 episode. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. I saw that on Memory Alpha. <laughs> but there's all sorts of, like, those reference types of references. Back, yes. So that doesn't surprise me. But back to this beginning. Seriously, how incompetent is security? On this ship. Oh my oh, god. Bad. So yeah, bad. bad. They're so bad at their like, jobs. You guys, that one guard who's like only job is to watch the bridge door <laughs> like, is co- incapacitated within like one second. It's, yeah. Uh, like, oh, why isn't he facing the door with his weapon drawn? Well, why would he? I mean, that's that at least that I'm fine with. Why would he be facing a door with his weapon drawn when he's yeah. just guarding a box? Like that's insane. Well, no, no, he... the person on the bridge. What? Um, I'm talking why? about the person on the bridge. They send a red shirt to the bridge to guard the bridge, and he's incapacitated as soon as crazy guy walks through the door. Yeah, but he's still. I mean, that's not really. I don't think it's procedure to like have your weapon drawn at all times. Yeah, but this is an emergency yeah. procedure. Like, they, they just I called a, a level three emergency because of an intruder. And they sent security up to protect the bridge as, like, seems like the proper course of action. Yeah, but the, protect the bridge, right? Not that the intruder is known to be on the bridge. Yeah, but then, that's what I'm saying. He gets on the bridge real fast because that person's incompetent, apparently. Well, sure. <laughs> There's a lot of red shirts that don't know how to do their jobs. <laughs> that's well, why they die. Yeah, he doesn't so die. I don't think. I know he doesn't. I'm just, it's it's why red shirts often die. It's because they're bad at their jobs. <laughs> well, but, so then they, they capture this guy, right? As I'm refreshing my, my own memory. Um, and then that's where McCoy gets him. Yes, and has all his feelings. <laughs> Boy, let me tell you, McCoy's, uh, McCoy makes some diagnoses here. And it's like, he, he he's only using his six panels, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> he's using his Lungs, six up and downers. brain, what are, what's hard. Well, what was it, like blood plus blood negative <laughs> yeah, or something? Yeah, like it doesn't even like make sense. Blood in, blood out. Blood, um, but nonetheless, <laughs> disp- okay, like obviously like that's all crazy. Uh, but I love like the bones exchanges. I like the ones between him and Kirk. Where he just like overrides Kirk and he's like, like, we're going to do this my way. And like, you have to respond to my log entry and like how they have like that friendly exchange. I like him and Spock's exchanges. I just, I think they're beautiful. And for such an early episode, because it's a very early episode, right? It is. Um, is Yeah, I think they really uh, like have got these character interactions somewhat down and they make it seem like they've known each other for a while, especially Bones and Kirk. Um. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Well, yeah. Character development is my main thing, as you know. Well, true. And character interactions. Um, yeah, I just think McCoy does a lot of things. Again, he passes a bunch of insight checks, presumably. Yeah. Um, but to make a diagnosis of schizophrenia. Um, no, he said it's not uh, schizophrenia. Uh, does he have, I thought, well, to, to make it uh, up or down, I guess I have my notes that he did, but. Yeah, no, um, yeah, he said, it's not schizophrenia and it's not blah, blah, blah. And that's the only things it could be, Jim. 
Well, and for him to even make an up-down regardless, um, he does not, one, have the qualifications, uh, two, does he not have enough um, time with this person, uh, enough information. Um, they take, yeah, he, I, he does not have enough information. Yeah, I mean, almost certainly, yeah. But they're going on, like, 1960s, I don't know, mumbo-jumbo knowledge, apparently. Uh, it's a lot of, yeah, I mean, it's the 60s pop sci, right? It's it's popular perceptions of psychology, which is troubling throughout the whole rest of the episode, too. But um, all these, like, tropes of uh, psychology that aren't, um, you know, evidence-based or even even for the 60s, frankly. But Yeah, I was anyone else kind of surprised that Bones admitted he wanted to study this guy like an object? In no, that checks out. No, you 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 <laughs> tell you say this all the time that this is how McQuarrie runs. This is his life. He said that he has like hundreds of papers where he like finds someone <laughs> and then studies them and then writes them up and publishes it. We we debated that. We said he did <laughs> yes, not. Yes, no, I'm a hundred percent sure that Bones is just like publishing dozens of peer reviewed articles each year. Like I'm, I'm like in his flagship journal. Like I'm positive about that. That's not what I mean. I was kind of surprised he wanted to study him and it wasn't like a feeling statement. It was just like very logical and kind of came off kind of cold, which I didn't think really checked out. It, like it wasn't like a, I want to study him to help him. It was like, this is fascinating. I want to study him. I think Bones still has those those moments because he's still a doctor. Like he still has that intellectual yeah. curiosity. I don't find that out of character. Okay. Well, and he also is suspicious of what's going on. Yeah, right? he, he doesn't buy it. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. I, I do want to know what, uh, what, what's his name? Van Gelder? Yeah. Is that his name? Dr. I want yep. to know. I know he's not quite in his right mind when he stows away onto the Enterprise, but what is his plan when he gets to the Enterprise? I think like, it's to, to hold her hostage and force them to take him away from the colony. Which obviously doesn't make any sense. But it doesn't make... I, I mean, I think in the state of mind he's in, it probably makes sense to him. I guess so. I just... It, it was like, you're going to a ship that has lots of people on it. It is a fully, like, fully staffed ship. You are one person. They're going to notice you're gone pretty quickly. Well, it doesn't... Doesn't he also... He demands asylum, that's right. Yeah, he demands asylum. Yes. Which so actually, that's, that's, a good, that's a good idea. I think that's his plan, right? He's saying, look, I, I'm... As a Federation citizen, I'm, I'm saying that, like, take me to an embassy, essentially. <laughs> to the Federation yeah, or whatever. I guess so. And I'm kind of confused. I mean, I understand with the weapon why they didn't. But even if you're like... Couldn't he claim asylum? Um, Presumably. Um... Because I didn't understand why that didn't hold. I think it might depend on your um, mental capacity. Like, that but like, might have... should it? I mean, kind of. Because, I, I, uh, I mean, you can't have somebody who's under treatment for something and then being like, no, they're torturing me. It's I would demand asylum when they really are you know, needing treatment. I mean, what do you, there has to be some kind of, but someone I think should evaluate well, that plan. And I mean, this is this is the problematic part of having this on like a remote planet that right. uh, apparently has no oversight. Yeah, true, um, sure. Right. There, there does not seem to be anyone yeah, with any sort exactly. of um, oversight power on this place. Nope. So. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. Anyway, so then we get to the um, weirdest, sketchy facility tour, um, and <laughs> and Doctor Noel. Well, wait, wait, wait. Shows even up before and... that. 
Uh, can we say two things? One, again, HIPAA does not exist. No, it does not. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Super As they just like shout out people's medical conditions like across crowded rooms. And two, uh, like so those when Bones and Jim are fighting on the bridge, those looks Spock gives them. And Spock's looks are just like on fleek this entire episode but like it's that screenshot i sent you both in that text message like that might be one of my favorite spock moments and i have so many favorite spock moments so i just wanted to let you know abby that i support your character here (laughs) because spock is the greatest and always is Um, and and i will say also it right before we get to the scene you're talking about abby that kirk's diplomatic skills are really top-notch and yeah, but better, his, better than usual. His, better than usual. Yeah, it's like it's not. They're not this good all the time. No, and um, but his interdepartment skills are as terrible as always. <laughs> yeah, he should really be Title Nine, apparently. Oh my God, should he ever? He am, okay. So first of all, the fa- like the fraternization in the first place at the the Christmas part, the science Christmas party, party. last year. Yeah, the science uh, lab oh Christmas boy. party. I love the science lab Christmas party. I want an invite to and the science. He, Party. He gets mad at her about it, and I'm like, dude, this is on you. And they, <laughs> this is okay, your but furthermore, fault. furthermore, they've obviously, like, there's been some sort of sexual thing, right? Maybe not all Oh, yeah, obviously. Sex, yes. But, like, some sort of sexual thing, and he doesn't know her name, because when Bones, like. He doesn't know her last name. Right. But, like, so not only does he not know his crew roster, (laughs) but he also doesn't know, like, the full name of this girl who he either, like, in some capacity donked or did something with. Right? Like, and I'm just like, oh, And that Bones knows about it. And Bones knows. (laughs) (laughs) And Spock, apparently, like, either knows or figures it out real fast. Well, it's not like Kirk is subtle. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) And also, he's probably banged most of the crew, so... Oh my God! Title nine. However, I do really enjoy her face on the on the um, first corner <laughs> pad because she's, she's just great. like, I am going to make you pay so much for this. <laughs> but like, there have got to be fraternization rules. There have to be. He is a commanding officer. He cannot do that. But oh he does. <laughs> all right, that's all. That's all. <laughs> so we go down the planet. Um, I'm getting us down to this planet. I mean, if it kills me. Um, and we meet Dr. Adams, and he seems really nice. And then we meet the creepy lady who is creepy. Wait, uh, I thought she'd be in more of the episode. I did, too. From the way they introduced her, she was not that much of a character, really. She just got to be, like, creepy. And her name is Lethe, which is also another Greek mythology yeah. reference. That I, was I kind actually of, recognize that All right. <laughs> I recognize both of them, the Tantalus and the Lethe, and I was like, okay, you're, like, really, like, just laying They were digging it in. They were digging into the Greek mythology. And I was just... But she seemed important because she had um, different costuming, right? Yeah. um, I thought she was going to be, like, his wife or something. Yeah, that's just I just thought she was going to be his assistant that, like, helps with the torture and the stuff, but I guess she was just proving that something's not right, except for Kirk does not get it. He does not pick up on that. At Can all. we talk about oh costume corner for a minute since you brought that up? Mm, sure. How bad Helen's wig is? Are we going to talk about that? Well, I wanted to go back to her. I know the skirts are always short. Yes. Yeah, hers was. But like, you could clearly see all the sides of the leotard and her crotch. 
Like those, and they are shorts. It is kind of like a skirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that, but like it, this one was just like like you can't always see that high up. She just looks like a damn like Starfleet centerfold like in this entire episode. Yeah, this this the skirts are always real short. They're real short. But I feel like it's shorter in this episode. But on the other hand, her pointy bra is amazing. I just her wig distracted me so much. I hated it so much. Because that one piece of hair, like, on the side that was just there for no reason and curled oddly. I was just like, why? Why, why are I don't you know. doing I, th- I kind of thought it was pretty. I hated it. And I loved, I loved her <laughs> makeup, too. It. Her makeup was fine, but I super hated that wig. That wig was awful. Didn't care for it. Anyway. <laughs> Paul, anything to add? I, the logo, uh, I was reminded of that when it showed up. Oh, That's yeah. a very iconic, mm-hmm. iconic logo. Yeah. Um, on the oh, smocks. on their shirts. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, like with a little That's... dove and everything. Yep. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've seen that in other. It, that shows up in in not in other episodes, but like in other things. It's well, a very like, trekky logo. Yeah, but it's a um like a super uh like like it's full of like Christian iconography, which kind of surprises me. And they also reference Christmas in this episode, which like you don't hear a lot of like Christian holidays referenced in Star Trek in general. They do. It's the Christmas party. Yeah, the Christmas party. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So between that and like the dove, like that those that logo on that robo was something you'd see straight out of like a Christian hospital. Yeah, we're just doing Christian iconography and Greek mythology references. That's this episode. It's just it's like a strange mix. Like they didn't like know what they were. Well, it's still early. Yeah. Yeah. I I, yeah I get that. Sorry, I don't know what production order was for this, but. Yeah, good point. Um, so, Paul, in that next scene where I think you are, Abby, where the communicators don't work for like a hot second, but I still think we get to mark the communicators don't work. Um, well, oh, and the elevator scene, by the way, that's real over the top. Uh, yeah, that was insane. <laughs> I, I don't understand the point of that. That was weird. To get him like to show this blatant sexual tension or whatever. But um, so, uh, Paul, back to the psychology talk. Not only is everything you've already said true and doesn't make sense sure. naturally. Let's just let's... Well, yeah, we're not we're not up to the we're not up to the meat of the episode. Yes. <laughs> but then like he states and then she like rigorously agrees with him that like the main treatment is essentially to like bury and repress the past. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean I have a I mean, much later note that <laughs> <laughs> but like, but that's like not well. So was was my question is Paul as our resident psychologist? Is that was that like an accepted thing in the sixties? Because that checks out with like all the boomers I know, um, or <laughs> like uh, yeah, okay, boomers. Or but like now we don't obviously encourage that, and we encourage like exploration of the past and then you know moving forwards. Is everything I just said accurate? Uh, to some degree. I mean, the um, well, and certainly from the '60s, right? I'm not, I'm not a historian in that sense. Um, uh, yeah, the past is only in, in, important insofar as as it is, right? That there, in, certainly in the '60s, there would have been a lot of dwelling on the past, um, and a lot of these ideas of memories and stuff that do not pan out. Um, in later but, psychology. Yeah. It, so, and and. There's lots of different schools on that, certainly in the 60s, too. But I think that the tricky part here, well, there's a lot of tricky parts here. Um, they, I, I would agree with your, what you said, that they're essentially maybe, well, 
I guess ostensibly he is saying like, yeah, like they look at this light and then they forget their problems. Maybe that's that's yeah, but like yeah, like him and the psychologist are both just the Helen, the other psychologist, the other very young doctor. It was they're just like yeah, like like we just want them to like you know to cover up those memories of the past and like hide it away so that they don't like ever dwell on it. Well, so it's it's very it's very um, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind, right? Right. um, In that sense too. Um, which if you're going to, to that lanes, right, um, that's a much better take on this premise. Um, very good movie. But, um, yeah, I think ostensibly, I'm not sure what, well, okay. Ostensibly he is saying this does not work. He says that a few times. He says, this treatment does not work. We have no evidence it works. We cannot show it works. We don't understand how it works. Um, but we still do it because, you know, we have time on our hands. But yeah, it obviously <laughs> um, does work is the thing. Well, it does work. In the way he uses it, which right. is to like brainwash this, this people. Torture, basically. But he has a room, and that like it, it would be like come up with any crazy thing, um, and come up with the craziest treatment you could possibly ever think of for like anything, like the flu. And then if you went to the doctor's office and they said, "Oh, you have the flu," yeah, well, you're gonna, um, we're just gonna send you in the next room. It's gonna fill halfway up with, um, let's say. Um, Tide Pods, and then you're going to eat a whole apple pie while singing. Um, and you say, does that work? And you say, no, not in the slightest or at all, but we do it. We, we do it because we have the room. <laughs> and and you say, oh, yeah, I guess, cool, I guess I'll do it then. Um, that is that is 100% what is being fronted here Classic. by this guy to the scientific community. Um, and apparently, uh, based on uh, what Noel, apparently people buy it. That like, oh yeah, it's fine if he does this because we know it doesn't work, but why not try it? Not <laughs> well, try she whatever. knows the basics of how to run the machine too, because like she she. So this is yeah. Well, an apparently an accepted treatment or something similar is accepted. Yeah, because Kirk asked her, "Do you know how to work this thing?" And she's like, "I know the basics." She's like, "I can't fine tune yeah. it, but I can you know whatever make it work generally." And he was like, "Okay, let's do it then." Well, Which, there's only two dials, right? <laughs> yeah, on <laughs> like, and off, and it's then not that like hard. strength. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, so Paul, you said you wanted to talk about acting. Are we far enough along to do that? Boy, um, I guess while we're talking about this device, right? Even in the episode, it's very unclear what it does, right? He says that it neutralizes brain waves, right? Okay, so that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so is it just like a mind control advice? Because I saw the big metaphor of this episode as this like loss of control. Um, well, like it loss rewrites... of consent, loss of autonomy, sort of. Well, okay. Like fear of all Part that. of it, I mean, it's either a Men in Black pen, which um, is what it kind of seems like. Which kind of seems like, but then like a Men in so. Black pen doesn't hurt you. Yeah, no, because, because the, they're susceptible. The pain is a big part suggestion. of this too. Well, that's what the well, Men in Black pen is definitely yeah. makes you susceptible to succession. Uh, yeah, suggestion. but I guess what I mean is like they're... the they're, like it, the Men in Black pen like only makes them remember different things. But like, yeah. But I mean, that suggestion, right? Yeah. Um, Noel planted uh, yeah. a memory in a Kirk. I don't know. I guess I just feel like this one's like had more concrete sorts of actions associated with it. Well, it does because they're also like causing pain somehow, right? Um, and then and the question is like, and other well, sensations. well, I mean, if they're, yeah, again, if it's a men in black pen, I'm fine with them saying you're hungry, and you say, okay, sure. Um, that's not tricky once you're at that well, level, Well, and it's not I just guess. pain. It's, like, pain that, like, kills a person. Well, yeah, it's pain that kills a person, and it's, like, yeah, I... Ugh. In any case, 
the question is like, wh- how, what what is the pain? What pain is Kirk feeling? Um, because if they're talking, they're saying like neutralizes brain waves, and they're making this 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 almost generalization generalized uh, generalization that they're destroying brain tissue. Right? This feels like a machine that causes brain damage. Right. Um, like there's no real other way this could ever be conceptualized i think well yeah and the way it kind of has affected van gelder where he's kind of he's lost brain functionality and and obviously a whole lot of them have yeah yeah these other people are just walking around staring like zombies like like, i love my job yeah um right is tricky right like it it, and then it's a question of like did does kirk now have brain damage from sitting in this chair for a while Well, it seems kind of like he does at the in the very end and he's like just recovering. So in my head canon, um, he uh, <laughs> is kind of fixed by Spock at the end. Yeah, he sort of shakes it off, just like every well, other problem he ever encountered. This was a question I had. I was like, how is Kirk always immune to everything? I think yeah, he just has an abnormally he's thick like, skull. Yeah, Harry Potter, and he's it's again, it's just the imperious curse. <laughs> the spores protected him. Yeah, yeah, he just nothing sticks ever. He, he the spores don't get him. Mind control doesn't get like nothing. Nothing is there, man. Well, the pla- the Platonians do. I guess so, but even that is like he figures out how to throw that off too. Well, it's really, so Bones weird. figures that out. I mean, whatever. But it's just. <laughs> I think that's an important immune, distinction. <laughs> he's immune to everything. He has the best plot armor that's ever happened, yeah. <laughs> ever been forged. Oh man. But yes. Is, uh. Yeah. No. I also yeah, it's, don't it's, really... It's another... Sorry, Paul. No, no sorry. No, I, I was going to say that uh, maybe at the core of this, too, is the way this this, this device seems to work is, um, right, it, it, it's making this... It's on the premise that the mind is a vessel waiting to be filled, like a bucket, and you could just empty out the bucket and then put new stuff in it. Um, and and it's just... That's not how it yeah. works, right? Yeah, obviously um, that's like it's a, it's a structure, um, right? It, it, but this is a very pop sci um pop psych sort of mentality especially from the 60s right, right. it's like if if a lot of books and things like that of people who wrote things but have no idea what they were writing about um this would be in that pop pop psi sort of mentality so what is dr adam's plan yeah, oh that's a good question yeah what I, it, yeah what's he right? doing so as soon for? as he captures kurt like, there's a whole ship of, like, 500 people. <laughs> like, they're obviously going to discover what has happened. Like, there's yeah, no way he's getting his, out of this. Like, why is it not, why does he not just, like, yeah, today is going to be the day where we just do everything without being a criminal. Yeah, well, and, and then, like, why um, doesn't he just plant in Kirk's mind that there was no criminal activity and to just leave? Yeah, right. And the, and the other yeah, lady, too, he, Helen, too. Like, that would have been even, by it, far the smartest plan. Or just, like, not show him this machine. Yeah. Like, but it, well, I mean, why, so he, why, he caught a glimpse of it or whatever. So then just mind control him that he didn't see it. Sure. <laughs> like, it, do, uh, like, it doesn't make any sense. Or just, like, lock that door and say it's a janitor's closet. <laughs> like, say, um, yeah. Well, and I, I mean, know, it seems like... not only what is his plan with, with the crew and with Kirk and stuff, what is his plan in general? Yes. <laughs> like, why Which also he, doesn't make sense. Why is he doing the mind so controlling I, I thing got, in the first place? So I think there's a couple things. Uh, so it's either like some sort of mad scientist, like Frankenstein sort of thing, right? 
Like he's just like mm. like he just wants to like experiment. Or there's like 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 he's he's getting off on this. Like this is like his thing, which I guess is kind of just a different version of what I just said. Like this is his territory and this is what he he just like like these are his experiments. <laughs> no, this is this is a very yeah, he he doesn't have any shades of gray. He's just like uh, just, very clearly evil. Yeah, like a right? crazy like, doctor, like a crazy professor yeah. or whatever. Okay. Uh, I guess there's no plan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even at that point, like, it would be super easy at that point. They're screwing around. Like, they're supposed to be in quarters, and they're just, like, playing with equipment. Yeah. That is, presu- they, they, presumably, they have no idea how it works. Um, he could be like, yeah, get the hell out of my station. Like, and Kirk could not do anything at that point. I think he's just like, supposed he, to be a sadist, right? Yeah, maybe. Like, That's I, not interesting, though. No, 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 it's, it's a very... Stupid. It's very flat. It's very It's shy. a flat, flat character. Like, they don't give him any sort of backstory, or which is typical for um, Star Trek. Uh, so that, that does make sense. But, no, I, I agree with you, but I, I think that's supposed to be it. Am I wrong? I don't know. I mean... <laughs> I really don't know. A, I don't think the writer of this episode would know if you were right or wrong. Who was this? This was S. Bar David. That had to be a one-off, right? Maybe. Um, they got some. I thought they got some good character and dialogue for. If it is a one-off. I I don't know. I was I don't know. I just was confused <laughs> by the why, the why is uh, so. He he also wrote uh, Galileo Seven with someone else. Oh, I like so, Galileo so. Seven. That's a good one. Galileo Seven is good, but again with someone else. So yeah. So I have a lot more. Do we want to talk about the prisoner and the mind meld? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is this the first mind meld? Yes, yes it, it is. is right? Mm-hmm. In continuity, yes. And then, like, Spock... T- so, okay, for Vulcans, always, every single time, being like, this is so personal and, like, such, like, a difficult and unique thing, they sure do it a lot. <laughs> like, am I right? Yeah, I mean, this is... I, I, I guess I don't know... If if mind melts were already on the table, then it seems obvious for Spock to do it here. For this to be the genesis of it, I think this is the genesis. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure it makes as much sense for a writer to to just introduce this right here. Um, yeah, I don't know if this was a writer's idea or if it was already a character thing they knew Spock was going to do. Good point. I don't know. So who knows? But on the other hand, I thought it was great acting. Oh yeah, it was well done. Yeah. I like that scene. It's fantastic. Always. Always. Yeah, and, and the actor who, who was Van Gelder, whose name I cannot remember right now, um, he was also quite good. He was I, very I, compelling and all and I mean that was that's a lot of work, man. That's exhausting <laughs> to be yeah. that that emotional distressed for that long yeah. scene. That's really hard. Anything to add? I like mind melds. I think they're cool. Yeah, I think they're I wanna okay. be Vulcan. It's Vulcan. I think it's cool. The end. <laughs> uh, I, this is another one of these where, like, Kirk's just immune to something move, moving forward, right? He doesn't have those... Like, they don't put him back in the chair to fix his m- broken memory. Right, right, which is why my headcanon has to be that, like, he's fixed by Spock in situations Yeah, because like cause Van Gelder is just fine, and he goes back to the planet and runs the, the colonies. So. so presumably he's fixed in some... Just like Bones, like, has that force mind meld at the end of Mirror Mirror. And in my head, canon, like, Spock fixes him up after that, too. Yeah, the question is, like, yeah, that, then it's a deeper question of how that fixing up Yeah, goes. I have no is, idea. <laughs> right, if this is brain damage, essentially. It's not, so presumably it's, it's not brain damage 
I, I don't I don't know. I have no idea. I have I, I yeah, literally right. cannot answer that in any way. So I don't even know why I was like pretending to try to answer that. <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry. Oh man. Well, so okay. Um, where does uh, boy? What was this guy's name? Uh, ben Geller's not the main guy. Doctor um, Adams. Doctor Adams. Uh, where does Doctor Adams go in terms of? Nope. Power? Nope. I have so much more to talk about. Oh, you got some more stuff. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well. Good right. try. All right. Well, we could still talk about that as a background. Backing no, think about it. let's talk about <laughs> Helen and how she's treated like an idiot. Oh, can you believe that out? She's painted like being this, in, like not only incompetent at her job, but super emotionally compromised, like super unprofessional. Like she gets the power over Kirk. And the first thing she does is like this, like super unprofessional title nine cringeworthy scene where second thing the first thing she does is say you're hungry so it's the second <laughs> it's thing the se- okay all right my bad that really makes it better <laughs> i'm just saying give her a little credit <laughs> i don't think she's poor i don't think she's portrayed as bad at her job until then i, I think she's um, like she's, she's like un- she's portrayed as being so uncritical well, because she's, well, she everything is. looks the way it should is the thing. It's because Dr. Adams has set it up so that it looks legit. And she's looking at it with her, you know, professional lens going, yeah, everything is the way it's supposed to be set yeah, up. But currently. if you're a psychology, like a psychologist and a doctor and like the flagship of the fleet, like surely you have like a modicum of critical evaluation skills. Like, did they not like take any like tactics classes or like... <laughs> Like I like, why would you just accept things at face value? That that really struck me. I I really didn't like it, and yeah, I, I sort of see where you're coming from, Chelsea. I, I'd say I, I'd see both sides of that. That that one, like she's not here for like an oversight visit, right? Yeah, she's here to just like get it to her. Um, but at the same time, I do agree. She's she misses out on lots of stuff, and she is very. Um, I don't know, it's, it's almost like an eminence sort of thing where she's just like, well, Dr. Adams is like the best, so he could never do anything wrong. Um, and that's a, I mean, I could see that. That makes her character a lot weaker um, to just sort of Well, that was that another trap, thing. But... I thought she was she was also very flat, if we we're going to speak. Abby, to your point earlier about flat characters, she is another one who has very little, if any, personality. Um, but they also, like, put her down and talk over her a lot and get her to just, like, accept. And I know they do that all the time, but I think it's worth pointing out again. I mean, as it's unfortunately, it's a woman in a professional capacity on Star Trek. And they don't do that well. <laughs> they <Nope>. just don't. <laughs> they, they don't know how to write women very well. In the 60s or on original series. They just don't understand. Also. They, they forget that they're people. Yes. When he sends her off to like cut the electricity, could he have given her any worse training? Have you been trained in this? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. Well, if you touch the wrong thing, you're going to die. All right. Oh, yeah. In you go. That's right. <laughs> like... That's right. And why would they put the bar way up there? Right? I just like, like that it was. Like a, I just like that there was. Why just would you put the wires there? And off. I like that. That well, was that was super helpful. But you don't put you don't put like a light switch six feet up and then put beneath it like a whole bunch of unshielded wires. And it's like if you want to hit that light switch, make sure you don't hit the hot wires yeah. that'll kill you. I'm just glad the like, ductwork went exactly where they needed it to go. It's convenient that you the human-sized ductwork. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and furthermore, like that they were able to get those grates out like because mm-hmm. the first one did 
did not come out, but she could easily push out all the others, which is yeah. convenient. It was super <laughs> Yeah, true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then when Spock beamed down, he pretty much just took everybody out immediately. It was like, yep, we're good now. However, so I, like we've already said, like how it's been sexist and she's problematic and also flat. But I will say this is one of the only TOS episodes I can think of where the woman kind of saves the day. Also, yes. I would like to talk about the ending. Uh, I really liked where Spock walked in on Kirk and Helen. That was amazing. And his expression there as well. Do we recall? I vaguely recall, but I'm mostly just thinking of Spock had a lot of good, just kind of like what is so happening good. looks this episode. <laughs> he, he, was, he had some so good, like, good. He even kind of like does that smirk, half smile thing he does at the end. Oh, the other thing at the end, yeah, I, I like, that. I do like that part. <laughs> um, the other thing at the end, I'm just reading on Memory Alpha, right? That uh, Noel makes this point that like, oh, the neural, it's one of these boy um i can't think of a good analogy but notes the neuralizer was not on high enough to kill adams but he's dead anyway and then it oh, yeah. makes some glib commenter about like he mansplains he was, the death he was like oh <laughs> like he was alone and so he was alone and there wasn't even anybody yelling at him it's like oh cool <laughs> like is that how this works it doesn't make um, any sense so yeah old mccoy does have a line there he says it's hard to believe that a man could die of loneliness yeah, well, um, actually, that, and that was what I was going to say. That ending is one of those rare truck endings. Like, City on the Edge of Forever is another one where, like, it's actually a fairly serious ending. Like, they kind of lighten it a little. But, but not much, though. But it's not a pretty, much. It's a pretty heavy well, yeah, ending. Yeah, it's a pretty heavy ending. <laughs> it's one of those but rare But it's also one of those... Ones. It's it's also one of those where, like, they never talked about this beam being anything about loneliness before. No, that was a new... It's a new spin on yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah. The loneliness isolation like metaphor like doesn't really make sense. I got from it like overall a lot more about yeah like the loss of control of your like autonomy and like consent um, as and well like of course like the warnings against trusting authority figures right or we could read it as like a warning against trusting new technologies. Um, that one might be a little harder to read, but like that goes in with like the overall story of track. Um, I mean, those yeah, all make I sense. Yeah, the tech one is hard because yeah, they're saying this is a old technology that they know doesn't work, but this guy's yeah. <laughs> or like like, but there's a lot of like Star Trek episodes about like just like the dangers of technology. Oh sure. Yeah, so sure. like you could read it. So like what I'm saying well, is if you're like writing not, a book about as... track, like it could go in that book. <laughs> well, yeah, each series kind of does that differently, I guess. Yeah. TOS does have those. I mean, we've had Landrew, we've had yeah, lots of those sorts of things. Oh, for sure. Well, so are we ready to put this guy on the list? Cause I think now I am, unless anyone has any other things, because I did really like talking about this one. Yeah, this is an interesting one. I like this one In a lot. That there's a lot to talk about because it it's so off the wall. It's weird. Yeah, it's, um, it's weird. bizarre. It's a weird episode. Well, and it's, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, maybe, maybe to contrast it with um, Squire Gothos last week, like Squire Gothos was also cheesy and campy, but I think Squire Gothos is one of those where like, if someone says, I want to watch some Star Trek, but maybe only like, 10 or 15 episodes you're probably going to say yeah squire gothos you, you need to watch that this is never going to make that list of like no. this is never one no. that you need to watch no, i'm not gonna say that um no. you know it you know there's a yeah, lot I'm of sure. kind of weird tropey things in it about 
like the, but I'm not sure what's the redeeming parts of the, this. Yeah, no, there are such better episodes that you can recommend yeah. to somebody, but that yeah. and there so are in, like weird conglomerate episodes too that are much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like so, like you sure leave. Sure. Yeah, I, I I think I would recommend Shirley before I recommend this one, honestly. Oh, yeah. yeah, and oh, that's what no. I'm saying. Yeah. Like, like that's also a bizarre episode that like only kind of makes sense, but like it's yeah. entertaining. Yeah. yeah. But then you you walk away with an understanding uh, exactly. of this series in a way yeah. that right. this one the, does not. This give one you. doesn't really give you. Oh, I did <laughs> um, want to correct myself. I said last week that this was based on um, Island of Doctor Moreau by H.G. Wells, and I was wrong. I was thinking yeah, of a different yeah. story. It's the it's the um, system of Doctor Tar and Professor Feather by Poe. That is the short story that it is uh, <laughs> kind of reminiscent of, where the hmm. the crazy people kind of run the asylum. That is the Got one it. I was thinking of. Oh, it is cool. not Moreau. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember you saying that, and then when I was watching, I was like, "No, not that one." Yeah, no, it was. I yeah. I, even after I said it, and after we hung up last time, I was like, "That's not right. It's not that." But what is it? And then I found it, and I was I felt better about self. So if anybody else was, you know, listeners, if you were bothered by that, don't worry, I fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of uh, in terms of putting this guy on the list, so we're to be clear, um, we're talking about Doctor Who dies, right? Adams. I think it's Dr. Adams. I think right? it's Dr. He's Adams. Definitely, yeah. He's definitely the villain of this episode. Yeah. I um, think he's pretty low. He's pretty yeah, he's low. Not Let's toss he's it out not there. good at what he um, does. But he still I'm, does like manage to run a colony for presumably a while. Some years. For a few years. So the place I kind of honed in was Gideon from Market Gideon. Also, I can't remember if that guy's name is Gideon. I don't think we had a name for him, but. Um, Gideon from Mark of Gideon also runs a colony, builds a scale model replica of the Enterprise, <laughs> um, crafts a plan to um, destroy a planet through um, genetic warfare. Or would genetic warfare? Or, yeah, I think so, right? That's not um, right. Genocide, at the very least. Um, and But he's also just kind of running a facility to some degree. And doesn't like really accomplish a plan either. Um. No, but he gets no. Wait, he does. No, he definitely does because they let him go at the end and say, "Yeah, cool. Take the take this deadly virus and yep. kill whatever part of your society you want." He definitely is one of the few villains in the series that gets away with it. All right, well yeah. then, this guy definitely has to go below that. Below him. Yeah. There's only three people below. Is the long the I'm the short story of what I was kind of getting at. Um, the Orions from Journey to Babel, um, Lazarus from the Alternative Factor, and the Miri virus from Miri. Mm. I honestly think the Miri virus is more effective than <laughs> Dr. Adams. Well, I guess he would die if he got it. Eventually, yeah. I don't know. I kind <laughs> Well, I mean, okay, for the Miri virus, we put it so low because we said that any yeah, competent scientist I think scientist it, it, with a since he's a competent <laughs> scientist, like, he could probably cure like, it. It's essentially, it's not even, like, the cold or the flu. It's something so simple that... Yeah, like, they figured it out real fast. Like, well, but apparently... A mind meld can solve the mental issues that he's caused because Van Gelder is fine and running the colony at the end, even though he was raving at the beginning. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know, man. But still, he was able to like incapacitate those who may have taken him out, and to some extent, successfully run a colony for some amount for of time. Who knows how long? At right? least six months. Uh, yeah, the question I think right, it's in this zone. I don't know if he's right below Gideon. The Orions were not very competent. Nor, nor was Lazarus. Let's toss that out there. Um, I put him right if below Lazarus, Gideon, but... If Lazarus showed up here, he'd toss Lazarus in the chair, and then... Like, yeah, and I, I think he did that to the Orions. Yeah. 
Which may or may not work. I don't know. I, th- I think he's he's conceptually similar similar to Gideon enough to just say right below Gideon. The bottom of this list is more or less just a pile of terrible, not very, <laughs> not very effective villains. Yeah, that, like, that's accurate. Yeah, that checks yeah, out. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> like you could you could put the bottom seven or eight in here right now and like against... a cup and then just pick one out. Oh, I was no, I was saying that like Kirk, that, that it would be a great episode to have the Enterprise face off against all of them. <laughs> oh, I watched once. that. <laughs> For It'd sure, be like twenty minutes and they'd all be dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Probably. Oh well, shall we bingo? Yeah, I don't think we got it, but there were a bunch of cliches. Um, yeah, there's I a Vulcan neck pinch, there's a mind melt. I have two a... clarifiers. Sure. So, was the away team trapped on the planet? I don't really think so. Like, they were. Yes, because they were trying to get them out. Coercively? No, they were trying the to get planet. them out with the force field, and they couldn't get the force uh, field yeah. down. Yeah. So, for yeah, some moments, they were trapped. And okay. also, if your second clarifier is about McCoy, he did say he's dead, Captain, which is obviously he he's dead. Then. Is it, though? Yes. I am firm on that. Don't make me come over there. <laughs> like, no. Uh, I think I've gone back and forth on that. That um, I've said he's dead, Jim, is the true... It's the I'm, true I'm, I'm letter one. of the law. I'm letter of the law and Chelsea is spirit You guys of are stupid. Yeah. No offense. <laughs> and and uh, Abby, you are the tiebreaker on that. I, I actually think. agree with you, Paul. I, I really do think it needs to be he's dead, Jim. Like, I, I really do. I really don't because that's not... Like, that's not the point. The point yes, is the is, spirit though. of the expression. No, it's not, though. When you, watch, when you watch parody of Trek, people say, he's dead, Jim. Yeah, yeah but right. that it needs matter. to be he's dead, Jim. Like, you it know does. exactly what he's talking about. Fine, but if we lose bingo on this, I'm not playing it again. <laughs> and I mean it. I am 100% serious. I will be done with it. I will just hang up my call right before bingo, and then you're going to have to text me the episodes, because I'll never check the list either. <laughs> you already <laughs> never check the list. That's so a good point, but I have opened it once or twice, so... Oh, gracious. I mean, I don't know. We could check. <laughs> Google uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can track that. Anyway, um, so... There are there is not much going on with bingo this, this week, you guys. There's really not that many... for. For a not a great episode, there actually aren't that many cliches. No, there's um, like there were maybe five or six. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah again. There was Vulcan next pinch, and Kirk spot. does make out with somebody, but um, there were no squares for either of those, of course. So those aren't on there. Um, we super didn't get it. Um, the only three that happened that were on the sheet were recurring actor, away team trapped on planet, and the captain's log. So there was really not much dead, going Jim? on. It was on it, but it wouldn't have given us anything anyway. All right, but we also got that one, so I just nope. would like to point that out. We didn't, but okay. We did not. Um, yeah, so this was, this was a really light cliche episode, so that's one thing that's going for well, it. What about communicators it. didn't work? But they did work. No, they did not work at one point, and he had to lift the force field for them to work. Yeah, I vaguely remember something like that. Yeah. Am if I you the want... only one who pays attention to cliches? Um, I'm the one who does the bingo, so... Yeah, yeah, apparently you need to be checked. (laughs) Wow. Wow, okay. Well, you know what? If you want to do bingo... No, I'm not going to let you because you don't like it. Um, (laughs) This is my thing. No, just check a bunch of boxes. my thing. (laughs) Sure, whatever. Anyway, let's find out what we're watching next next time, guys. (laughs) 
<laughs> Let's find out what, what we're we going to do. Oh, please, for once, be sitting on the edge of forever. <laughs> or the empath it's... or something good. <laughs> well, it's it's neither of those. Uh, but we are going into season two, uh, episode 18, The Immunity Syndrome. The Enterprise encounters a gigantic energy-draining space organism yep. that threatens the galaxy. Oh, it's a space oh. cloud. A space amoeba. Another, space, another cloud. space cloud. No, We're space not... amoeba, I'd say. Um, it's like space cloud. No, because don't they it's... go inside of it and it eats them? I honestly uh, don't remember. I'm 100% sure it's an amoeba. Sure. I mean, an amoeba is a space cloud is what I'm saying. Oh. You want your categories like that, do you? <laughs> Look, it even has like a nucleus. Yeah, the picture looks like space coral, if I'm honest. But yeah, that's very with an eye, I mean, that's, don't forget the that's eye. Sparkly. But we'll Boy. we'll find out um what oh, this looks is. Like Kurt's going to be in his fat shirt. Is it a cloud? Is it <laughs> is it a space amoeba? We'll find out next time, listener, when we watch the immunity syndrome. Uh, don't Did you say listener singular? Yeah, uh, probably. Dear I mean... listener, no, just like a nineteenth century novel. <laughs> Have yeah, you been anywhere. reading those again? <laughs> I mean, I do. I do relatively frequently. I have been reading a series that it's set in the nineteenth century. Does that count? Yes. Um. Anyway, so uh, yeah. So don't forget, you can uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Uh, three to beam up or at beam three. You will figure it out. I trust you. Um. And watch the immunity syndrome with us next time. <laughs>